program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who go on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lodge Sports Talk. We are live. It's a Friday. Have a lot to talk about, a lot of sports, a lot of things going on with the NCAA tournaments. Uh, we are down to our Elite Eight, which is, seems like it's fun. I think we found a Cinderella team, if we haven't already. We will get more into that. Talk a little baseball about Miguel Cabrero's lofty deal. Two sides to that, two ways to look at it, a lot of ways to talk about it. We'll get more into that. we got some football far as the free agency is still going on, Maurice Jones-Drew was probably going to agree to a three-year deal with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, and we know football, as far as running backs are concerned, has been a, a dime a dozen. You look over there at the uh, LaShawn Marino situation. I thought LaShawn Marino is pretty good. I think he's pretty good running back. I think he's very serviceable. But to only get a, a one-year deal for the work he puts in and for the way he played last year, uh, that tells you a lot about what the NFL or what running backs are towards the NFL, to the NFL. It may be a dime a dozen. We were getting more into that. <clears throat> you know we're going to talk about some Johnny Manziel. You know we're going to talk about that in his pro date. I don't put a law a lot in pro dates, but what he did, in my opinion, was a win-lose, was a yeah, not win and lose, but he had nothing to lose in that situation if he came out and performed bad, which I'm telling you now that he performed well. Uh, Johnny Manziel, I'm taking him somewhere in the first round. I got a place for him. I don't know if he would go that, it would be that far down, but I do have a perfect place for Johnny Manziel um, to even shine more on the next level of the NFL. Talking about some NBA, the Sixers is what I want to get into. The 76ers in my opinion, should be fined. I think they should be fined. Grown men professionally losing 26 straight games. Now, not the, not the men, but the organization. I would say more so the organization than anything. Losing 26 straight games. How is that possible? The Sixers last night lose to the Rockets. They tied an NBA record with 26 straight losses. I think that tied is with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers in 2010-2011 season. Now, everybody has their rebuilding moments. Everyone has that. The coach for the, coach for the 76ers said he knew this could possibly happen. Of course it could possibly happen. Anywhere more so... Uh, in basketball and baseball, because of the mountain of games they play, the mountain of games they consistently play uh, during the week. Football, you have one game during the week. That's one team. Unless you have that 
unless you have that Monday night football game and you come back and play Sunday. But 26 straight games, straight losing grown men. And I'm not sure if this is for first-round picks. I understand they are rebuilding. I understand the rebuilding process for any team. I understand that. But at some point, the momentum, the mindset, it has to, it's going to carry over. What are you giving this team, the 76ers? One year, two years, three years to rebuild? It's not like the Lakers. The Lakers have a, they having a bad year, but they are playing some basketball late in the season, which is not going to matter in the long run. In the long run to me in basketball is the uh, playoffs and then the championships. They are playing some basketball later on in the season, uh, but it's too late for that team to jail. What do you call the 76ers rebuilding time, time frame? Is it one year, two years? They have a lot of players that probably can't play on other teams. To me, a, a successful team or a good group of guys, a good group of, uh, or a good team, pretty good team is the word I like to use, is guys that can play anywhere or guys that can start anywhere. Even more so, you have some guys on the bench that could be starter elsewhere. That is a good team. That is having a second wave. That is having a bench. That is having a Miami Heat team. That is having a, a Indiana Pacers team, guys that can come off the bench and probably start elsewhere. That is having a San Antonio Spurs basketball franchise. Those are the signs of a good team, the Oklahoma City Thunders. Those are the signs of good teams where you have guys on the bench that can start elsewhere. The 76ers, I guess they're vying for a, a lottery pick. Who's coming out this year? We haven't heard anything from Wiggins. Parker may go on a mission for, out of Duke. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of this stuff is predicated on how these guys were feeling at the end of their NCAAs. We looked at last year when uh, Marcus Smart for Oklahoma State decided not to come out because he felt he left his t- let his team down, which I disagree. You're in a freshman. You were just in high school two years prior. You're in a freshman. You were a freshman. You like to think there was more you could do, but as a freshman, it's hard to come in and just lead that team. Um, you are a shooter. You do have that touch. But he felt bad, Marcus Smart, for Oklahoma State, came back, didn't do as a play better, I would say that, play better. Didn't get to the end result that he wanted to, and obviously that was a championship, but he did take his Oklahoma State team and the school, the university. He took them to another level, but there's not a whole lot you can do. Kansas Wiggins having decided if he's coming out. NB, the center for the University of Kansas, has decided he was coming out after missing about after the missing about eight games or, or maybe four weeks with a uh, back spasm. Back spasm, it actually, it actually is a problem. We, had, we see the situation with Tiger Woods having a problem with his back. Couldn't play in a few tournaments or tried to play in some and had to um, disqualify himself. But when we're talking about Tiger and his back spasm, we look at that and say, well, he wasn't in contention, so he couldn't play. He decided not to finish the round. Well, if you ever had back spasms, you understand the situation of not being able to move your legs, not being able to, to run up and down the court, not being able to walk a golf course, not being able to play on a football field. 
So what are the Sixers playing for? Are they, it's a lot of lottery guys coming out. There's a there's a lot of lottery guys come out. Marcus Smart will be coming out this year. He should be. A, he will be a first round. MB for University of Kansas be a first round. Parker, if he doesn't go on his mission, will be a first round. Wiggins is supposed to be the number one pick out of all those guys, and that's only predicated. Not that he's not warranted of a number one pick out of all those guys. Not that that is not the case. It's I think is predicated on what that team needs right now. What that team needs as far as building their team as an organization. The 76ers have one of the rookie of the years on their team. A guy who I was uh, intrigued with for what he did, not on the basketball court, but what he did with his signing bonus, what he did with his NBA contract, what his, who his parents are in his life. I was more intrigued with that than anything deferred some of his money and lived off his endorsements. When you're coming out of college, your endorsements is more than enough. Your endorsements is more than what you've been living off. But to defer your money and live off your endorsements is huge. So where does Wiggins go? And again, it's all predicated on what that team needs. Do they need a point guard? Do they need a shooting guard? Do they need a center it's not that a lot of these guys shouldn't be for number one, first pick in the first round. There's two rounds in the NBA uh, basketball. There are a lot of guys set to leave the draft. That UCLA has a sophomore in Kyle Anderson. He went into the draft. Point guard, shooting guard. Played well uh, in the tournaments. Unfortunately, these guys got bounced out of there as of late. Six foot nine, two hundred thirty-five foot point forward. That is a great use in the NBA. If you had more of those in college, you look at that team as winning the NCAA championship. The Seventy Sixers again. What do they need? How long? How long is their building time time frame? Their timeline. What do they need as far as coming back to relevance and being a competitive basketball team uh, that they once were? I think personally that they should be fine because you should not be able to tank. I think that's what they're tanking in general manager. I think you hired a coach to go through because no other coach would want to go through this. You hired a coach who you would allowed to go through this or who was willing to go through this that coach was willing to go through this hopefully you have some type of loyalty some type of professionalism and to win the 76 bounce back and come back and get the get the uh joel mb center for the university of kansas get the aaron gordon the forward from arizona wildcats when you get these guys and you still are willing to build that he still remains the coach there's a lot of guys coming out that will help, that can and will help the, uh, the 76ers. But I really believe a fine is warrant for the way they are playing basketball, uh, for the way they're tanking. I used to think, well, I didn't think the, the Lakers were tanking, but the way they played looked tankish, if you will. 
And everyone that's Lakers fan and huge Lakers fans, huge Lakers supporters, when the Lakers are down, they say this and they say that, this and that are, well, we got championship rings. Well, we won this, we won that. Yeah, we know what you won. Everyone knows what the Lakers won. If you're any kind of fan of basketball itself, you know what teams have won. You don't have to say, well, we won this, we won that, when your team is playing bad. But, it's, but they also say, well, this is a good thing for us. But Kobe's out if he comes back. A lot of them don't want Kobe because they depreciate what Kobe did for them because, it's, it, it, you know, sometimes it is time to move on. Sometimes it is time to move on to great superstars of Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, if you will. As tough as that was for me to say, it's tough. To, it's, sometimes it gets time to move on from that. Sometimes those guys hold the team hostage and it's the rebuilding process become long. I'm not saying Michael Jordan did that at all. Not at all. Uh, but Kobe... Possibly. Possibly. But they say it's a good thing that the Lakers are tanking or losing because of the first round picks that they possibly can get that's going to help their team. And I did say early uh, once the show started that the Lakers is a team that rebuilds a lot quicker than most. They are. I've seen it. They rebuild. I'm not a Laker fan, but I see these guys rebuild quicker than most. What is the time frame for the 76ers? Who is going to be the coach when these guys get better? Or do you put this on the coach? When we got enough players where we should be winning and we're not winning, do we change situation as far as the coaching staff? Now, remember, if you consistently losing and you didn't let the guys know in on this, which I don't think you could or would or should, that carries over. That mentality, that mental, that carries over. Uh, we have to find a way to win. Everybody has that excitement of wanting to win, wanting to be better, especially if they don't know the plan that's behind them. Well, those, 20, those grown men up there who lost 26 in a row, they had no idea this was the plan. I, am from the outside looking in, think this is the plan. The, Laker, the Lakers is a quick rebuilding team. The 76ers, well, we shall see. I think they should be fine. Uh, I think they should lose a draft pick in the second round, not in the first round because they are rebuilding. They have to be better than that. So let's not give them any excuse to be worse next year. 888-346-9144. I tell you what, I'm going to take a break, come up, come back, finish the basketball, and move on to something else. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We'll be right back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, 
Still, half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. Again, is the number if you want to call in and join the show. We are talking about NBA. We are talking about basketball. We are talking about the draft, one thing the Kwame Nasser Sports Talk is not, it's not just statistics of the wins and loss. It is not just on the uh, individual. It's not a lot of things. But the Kwame Nasser Sports Talk is everything. Sports. Life. We talked talk, talk Tiger Woods when he went through his situation. We talked a lot of, uh, we talked about uh, Pistoria over there in uh, South Africa who's on trial right now. His trial is delayed to April 7th on premeditated murder of his girlfriend. It is not just about the numbers. It's about the life of sports, the sports life. When the game is over, when the season is over, we are still talking about sports guys or sports figures. Uh, so that is more so what the Kwame Lassa Sports Talk is. Now, if you listen to the show, and I know you have, we carry a lot of si- such subjects, a lot of situations, we just go off and we ramble on, but it is a fun and entertaining show. March Madness. Let's get into that. March Madness. Watch March Madness at Armadillo's Grill. We did a remote uh, Tuesday, uh, March 25th at Armadillo's Grill. Had a great time. I think uh, Brenda Lambert, uh, Mike over there, who's, who's bartending and great bartender, by the way. Uh, the rest of the staff over there uh, welcome us to do a remote, a live remote there. Hopefully we could do some more things. And I'm I'm preferring we do those things on a Friday because at Armadillo's on Fridays, they do have happy hour. They have Friday $5 martinis, three olives, dirty martini. You probably can get it filthy for those filthy drinkers out there. A tasty blend of three olives vodka. Uh, The big uh, ginger, cranberry lemon drop, if those things sound good. The apple teeny and the crazy monkey. What is a crazy monkey? Calico Jack Spice Rum, Banana Liquor, Cream de Coco, if I'm using my French right, because that got to be French if you spell cream that way, and a splash of cream. Oh, two creams. Maybe after the show, I stop at Armadillo's Grill because they are open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 10. Normally, the hours are uh, opening hours are 11 o'clock. But during March Madness, go there. They have 44 TVs. While I was there, I thought it was 15. Because what I saw right in front of me were 15 TVs. I didn't look to my sides, didn't look behind me, which I always look behind me. But they have 44 TVs. Think outside the can. Their feature soup is a homemade white bean soup. That's every Friday. And they also have clam chatter. That's the dealio with Armadillo's Grill. Thank you, Brenda Lambert, who... Uh, She's actually opened the place, and I think that was in the ooh, 70s. I'm, I'm not sure at the time. I'm not sure today. But a great, great eclectic bar to go to. Watch at Armadillo's Grill, March Madness. Uh, 
again, they open at 10 over there. We're talking uh, basketball. I want to get into some baseball as well. I may have a hmm, Junior Spivey call in, talk a little bit more baseball. Because I will get into the Miguel Cabrero deal. Miguel Cabrero is 30, 31 years old. He has a 10-year deal. Let me just throw that out there before we get to it. I'll tease it a little bit. $292 million for 10 years, if that's a tease. Here's what's coming out in draft. Here's, Here's the draft board. Number one, Andrew Wiggins. Where would he go? It's not always good to be number one. It's good to say I was the best player uh, coming out or I was the number one. You're not the best player. Let me, let me rephrase that. A lot of number ones are not the best player coming out. Again, I said it's predicated on the team, what they need at those positions at that time, especially a rebuilding Philadelphia 76ers. But Andrew Wiggins, uh, a freshman at Kansas, to my knowledge of, as of yet, he hasn't um, declared to the draft. He's 6'8", 200 pounds. It was, it was he and Jabari Parker, the story that's come out. But there, a lot of guys have emerged to be possibly that number one guy. A lot of upside with Andrew Wiggins. Um, but a guy who only had four points in his final collegiate game, possibly his final collegiate game, you got to find out what happened mentally with that. He only shot the ball six times. Why is a star of Andrew Wiggins' caliber or a future star of his caliber shooting the ball six times? So again, like everyone else, I will say he wasn't in a shooting drought. He didn't have a bad day shooting. He just didn't shoot. Another guy who was bounced from the tournament from a, another great basketball franchise or collegiate uh, level as Kansas is will always be, was Jabari Parker getting bounced from, uh, from the Duke University. Another freshman, 6'8", 235 pounds. Um, well, the things with him, he hasn't decided yet, but there was talk about going on a mission, a two-year mission uh, before Duke. So we will see if he comes out. He will probably be the sixth, the second pick coming out. Again, who knows? These are just speculations of, of the caliber of guys that's coming out in the collegiate level because there's a lot of guys, even in the top ten, that you can put at number one. Uh, Joe Embiid, who's, who's ranked third, a uh, seven-foot freshman. You can't teach height, and you don't have to teach this guy. He's a rebounding machine, and this is what he was at Kansas. I don't see any letdown when he get in the league. I think in the league, his offensive skill set will grow even more. He will be around some guys. If he do like the veteran guys, the professional guys like Kobe, uh, LeBron, you do, if you do things like those guys, and what I mean by the, those things are you go to a Kim Olajuwon, you go to one of the top, one of the uh, veteran uh, alumni for, forward centers of the game and learn from them, that only helps you to the next level. And why not do it? They are accessible. They love teaching. Um, Julius Randle, Kentucky freshman, 6'9", 250, freshman. Man, these guys are growing. These guys are coming out. These guys are coming out six foot tall. Julius Randle's a freshman. He he comes out. He could be the number four uh, guard. There's a lot of talent in there. Again, it's all predicated on what that team needs, that professional team needs. Like the Lakers, who is not tanking but play tankish. Let that be my word, tankish. 
Uh, Dante Exum over in Australia. You got guys in Australia. Uh, 18-year-old guy in Australia, 6'6", 188 pounds. He's going to have to play in the NBA. You're going to have to put on more weight than that. And that will come in time. That will come over the years. Um, there's a lot of guys. Tyler Enos over at Syracuse, a guy played lights out. Rodney Hood, we've seen Rodney Hood play over at Duke. These guys coming out, first and second years guys. Aaron Gordon, a freshman over at U of A, who's still playing, who had a big win last night. Um, but they have, a big, they have a big game coming up against Wisconsin. Marcus Smart coming out, a sophomore, a guy who I talked about early in the show. I mentioned him as coming back as a freshman because he didn't like the way he played his freshman year. He thought coming out of high school that he could take Oklahoma State to that next level. I'd like to think he put some stock in Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was a better team when he got there. Oklahoma State is a better team this year. Six foot four, uh, sophomore guard, shooting guard, I would say, more than anything. Probably point guard uh, is where he's listed. Could have came out last year, been a first-round first round pick, decided to stay in school. Uh, good for him. We have that conversation a lot on this show about staying in school. Marcus Smart stayed in school. Uh, his intentions on graduating, thats I don't know that. I have not sat in front of him. I have not talked to him. Um, what he's going to do with two more years left of school or two and a half more years left of school, Marcus Smart's deciding to come out. A lot of guys um, with this talent, is deciding to come out in the NBA. Again, we had this conversation on the show all the time about should they stay in, what what makes the game better, which what makes which game better, the NBA or the college game? Who does it benefit more than the players? Gary Harrison over there at Michigan State, another a sophomore, another sophomore. We do have Adrian Payne who played lights out at Michigan State. Some guys take longer to mature. If you watch the first game that Michigan State played in the NCAA's tournament, this guy was outstanding. There's not much to like, not like about this guy. He's outstanding. He, he can shoot at the free throw line. He gets to the line. He gets to the line. He's a high percentage free throw shooter. He's a senior on top of that. There's a lot of things he does off the field that will, put your, that will water your eyes. But do your research on Adrian Payne, Michigan State senior, 6'10", 245-pound, Power forward, point forward. Do your research on the guy. 23 years old, I don't see that being a problem. I don't see that being a problem. I don't see that making a problem, uh, making anybody's roster next year. Uh, but do your research on him. I spend a lot of time on him. Adrian, Adrian Payne over at Michigan State. Other guys over there who's uh, potentially first rounders, first pick. Uh, you got guys over. Kentucky has about three guys that could possibly be first rounders. If they come out, they will be first round. No possibilities to that. They will be first rounders. There's only two rounds in the NBA draft. You get a lot of great guys because there's so much talent out there, not just here in the states, but I did, I did mention the um, the sophomore, not many the freshmen over in Australia. I did mention him. There's a lot of talent here in the United States. Dario Saric, Croatian, 19-year-old, 6'10", 223, small forward, shooting forward. Um, international scouts are impressed with this guy. He's developed a physical, particularly upper body, um, has good uh, passing strength. Uh, he does a lot of things you want that warrants him being playing and being able to play 
in the NBA and the association. Now, we don't say a lot of things about these guys who's 19-year-olds that's coming out of from other countries, but we do talk about a lot of our own kids here in the United States who comes out. It's not that we're worried about their schooling. We're not worried about them. We just, a lot of us don't want them to make millions of dollars. Because if you was worried about their school, what, what are you going to do more about that? What can you do more about that but complain about it on the air? I like the options that these kids have of coming out to make millions of dollars. If they didn't have it to give it to you, if it wasn't a system in place where they couldn't come out, then why shouldn't they come out? At least in the United States, you have options, you have choices, you have decisions. And with all that stuff comes consequences. The consequence is you come out early, there's a good chance if you, if you get caught up in basketball that you probably won't go back. There might be another time in your, in your life where you go back. You have choices, decisions, and you have consequences. But we don't talk about Dario Saric from Croatia. We don't talk about those guys. We don't talk about um, Dante Exum from Australia, 18 years old. We're not talking about these guys and, and how they should stay another year wherever they are. Or they're too young. More so they're too young. Or, or what is making the NBA not such a... Uh, a great substance of, of basketball to watch. We're not talking about the guys. We're talking about these other kids here in the States. We're talking about those guys who should make the collegiate game a lot better. If they stay in school, they'll be more mature. Well, all those things are true. All those things are absolutely true. It will make the game better. But there is a possibility and chance that I could get hurt and forfeit all that. Now, you do have lots of London. You do take off different types of insurance for those things not to happen. But once you have damaged knees and damaged bones and damaged this and that, it's hard to take out insurance. It's hard to get a high, uh, uh, well, you will get insurance, high premium insurance. i tell you what we do. I didn't forget about Doug McDermott, Creighton Senior, 6825, should be player of the year. Uh, great, great talent. And I did say senior played under his dad over at Creighton. Late first rounder, but he could move up because he's that special. He is that special of a basketball player, in my opinion. He is that special. Let's take a break. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. We'll take a break. we come back and we'll get into some baseball. I do want to talk some Johnny Manziel before we get out of this show. You know, the show moves fast. It's 42 minutes long. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before... 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk Live on a Friday, and thank God it's Friday. Friday at the Dillio, that's Armadillo's Grill. We have $5, I say we, they have $5 martinis. Well, we have, because I think I'm going to partake in a $5 martini at Armadillo's Grill right after my show. The show is over at 10 o'clock. Is that too early to be drinking? While at Armadillo's last uh, week, that was a Tuesday, let me thank uh, Ryan Treasure. Let me thank even more so. Kevin Gasman, who, man, this guy was leaving the studio over to Armadillo's, leaving the Armadillo's to the studio, did that twice just so we can get the show going because there was a small piece that was missing. But I appreciate everybody involved that made the show uh, fun and successful. Um, again, we would like to do more over at Armadillo's Grills probably on a Friday so most of the guys can come over for a happy hour when they get off work and we can partake in some $5 martinis and some of the great foods. One of my favorite is the Del Mar Fish Tacos, which they have a lot of other things over there that was enjoyable um, to my to our likings, if, if you will. I know Ryan Treasure took some back, brought some back to the studio for the guys. Cash for Cabrera. You're going to hear a lot of stories about that. You're going to hear those stories about the monster deal that um, Cabrera had, the dirty martinis. It's what I got on my um, on my email board. I don't know what the text is about. I think Kevin's saying something about that. Anyway, cash for <laughs> cash for Cabrero. That is going to be the talk for a while. That's going to be the talk of a thirty to thirty one year old baseball player. Great, 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 great talent. Triple crown last year, um, but the deal is it surpasses. Every 10-year multi-million deal that's ever been out there. A-Rod had two of them. A-Rod had two, 275 millions. Um, and other 10-year deals, I think Dirk Jeter had a 10-year deal. Uh, but Miguel Cabrera, Cabrera for, the, for the Detroit Tigers, has an extension on his contract. Now, he's 30 years old. I think he's 30 or 31 years old uh, that I mentioned. 10-year deal, so he'll be 40, 41 years if you're doing the math. Uh, if you didn't go to Kansas, that's just 10 years added to his uh, age now. Um, 
$292 million. Wow. On that deal. $292 million. I'm not going to say he's deserving. I, I will say this. If, if Major League Baseball did not have that money, they could not pay him that money. I say this in football. Everybody goes crazy. And, and I'll tell you why people go crazy. Because they can't fathom making that much money. But your job is not his job. His job warrants that much money. His job is into entertainment. But you think a guy playing baseball who's played baseball all his life, a guy playing football who's done it all his life, he gets to make that much money? A freshman in college get to come out and makes millions of dollars? Well, that's why you go to college, fools. You go to college to make money. In my opinion, here's what college does. And I suggest you do go to college to, to, to for a lot, whole lot of things. But college... You come out of college and it teaches you to work for somebody else. So if I have an opportunity, not that these NBA guys are not going to be working for somebody else and not that they're going, their whole image is going to be controlled by somebody else, <clears throat> as well as in baseball and other sports. But there is no way in the world if my son or anybody coming out of a collegiate level with an opportunity to make millions of dollars that I'm going to tell you, you got to go to school. It is my job as a parent to make sure you finish school, and that's going to be on your off-season. That's going to be taking classes online at that university that you can take until you get into your senior hours where you have to be back at that university, and you can do that on your off-season or during the summer. I'm not upset at all, not even close. Nothing in my DNA is bothered by uh, Cabrera making $292 million because they did not have this money like in any other sport. They would not pay a guy like, with that type of talent, that caliber. And don't forget, I don't want to hear in five years that the Detroit Tigers, oh, we shouldn't have paid him this much money. He'd be 35, he'd be 36. We shouldn't have paid him this much money. <clears throat> well, yes, you can, because he'll have five years left to be a DH, and he still will be successful as being a DH. You look over there in Boston with Big Poppy. <clears throat> He's been DHing for, what, three or four years? Still successful? DHing? He still can hold a team hostage and say, I want this amount of money. What, what, what big poppy? I don't know his contract. What is he getting, $16 million? I got to guess who would probably know more than, on this than me. I just enjoy sports, <clears throat> so I can talk about sports. But in the baseball world, Junior Spivey, um, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you uh, coming out um, Tuesday and um, and and. and Making the show oh, yeah, what it was man, but, over but at Armadillos. To, to kind of talk about the point that you're making about Cabrera. Mm-hmm. I, I, he, he, he deserves it. He's one of the best hitters um, of our generation that we've seen. He, he's continued to get better and better each and every year. And he, he is that guy. He is the guy. And I, I love the fact. I'm, I'm, just glad, I'm just glad to see. I mean, you, you've been paying attention to this for a long time, Kwame. But you're, you're different. Uh, everyone hasn't been paying attention to baseball and the kind of money baseball has been making in these contracts that a lot of these guys have been signing for. You know, in the football world, you maybe you only see a few quarterbacks sign for that kind of money, but it's it's probably less than 1% of the league that gets the opportunity to make that kind of money. Baseball, you're seeing it across the board. And not only did it go from $100 million to $150 million, over to $200 million, now it's getting closer to $300 million. So I think Mike Trout is going to be the next in line to get a $300 million contract. That's just my opinion. But, you know, baseball is it's, it's, it's gaining a lot of ground, and, you know, the TV contracts are getting bigger and larger, and we're, we're 
showing games in more countries. So, you know, you can see that uh, uh, where this money is coming from. Well, he had he had a eight year, two hundred forty eight million, but the extension takes it to ten years, two hundred ninety two million. I have no problem with this guy can play first base forever. You telling me he can't play first base for the next 10 years and be successful hitting for the next seven years or six years and be a DH, successfully DH for the remainder of his contract. You're right. They've given that money out, and it's not like they've given it out to somebody who can't play. Uh, in this case, I've seen guys that got a lot of money that cannot play. But in this case right here in Miguel Cabrera, this deal is, is, is excellent. And one of the things he said to me that really, it wasn't so much that he got that amount of money. It's what he said what he could do with that money. He said this money would help a lot of people where I'm from. Now, how many guys do you hear say this? Not that they don't do it, but hear say this. We, 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 look, we heard Steve Nash say, well, I want to retire, but I want to play for the money. Even though he hasn't been playing with the Lakers um, at a rate that we thought he was due to injuries, he just comes out and say, I'm playing for the money. I'm not going to retire. I'm not going to retire and give the Lakers back the money they, that they uh, gave me, which probably would happen. Cabrera said this money here can help a lot of people where I'm from. You know, you don't see, mm-hmm. a, lot, you don't see a lot of guys. You don't hear a lot of guys uh, uh, say that. You look at the um, Alex Rodriguez deal. He had 10 years, $275 million. There was a lot of deals like that. There was a lot of 10 years deal, but this deal right here uh, with the Detroit Tigers – deal with uh, Miguel is is warranted. Uh, the guy would be successful in it. And one of the things I don't want to hear is the Tigers come back in five, six years and say this wasn't a good deal. This is a great deal because you have the money to do it. Because there's no way you're going to give someone $292 million if you're not even making triple and du- double and triple that. And that was at a discount, quote. And that was at a discount. You know, because they had money left over from the Prince Fielder deal. Right. So they had money, they had more money on the books. To, to issue out, and they know I, I guarantee there's a big TV deal in place. But you know, most Latin players that that comes from Dominican, Venezuela, places like that, they go back to their country. And these contracts, the money that they make here, they go back and do some great things in their country. He's from Venezuela, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's what I thought. He said this would help a lot of my people in Venezuela. Good for him. Go back and build some parks. Go back and fix the educational program. Go back and teach these guys how to come over here and make the next $300 million, or one of the next three million, because you say there's another $300 million, or there's a $300 million coming up. Who is that next yeah. guy? And, and Detroit has money. And Prince Fielder, he had signed, what was it? Was it $207 million? It was $207 million that Detroit had given Prince. So, you know, Detroit has the money, and, you know, they're trying to put a winning product out on the field. Those are the people who um, those are people who say they want to say they're active. These are the people who are laughing. They can't play the game, but they they want to say they want to say they're more active. Um, and baseball is a slow game. Baseball is not a slow game if you plan the game. 
if you're watching the game, it, well, it may seem that way, but it's not a slow game. There's a lot of intricacies going to baseball. There's a lot of strategizing. There's a lot of chess moves going to baseball. Uh, and the only one that people know, the only chess moves in baseball that people know it, uh, that don't play the game is budding to advance the runner. That's, <laughs> that's the only one they know about. But there's so much going to it, and it seems like it's not a, an, a fast-paced game or, or the game is not full of action. That's because you're not playing. You're not in it. That's how golf seems. Golf seems boring unless you're in the game. And a lot of, a lot of people uh, don't see that, but that's what it is. You have to be in it to understand it more. Uh, not to say you can't understand it, but most people don't do their due diligence. They don't do their research. They don't do their foreground or their background to understand uh, why a $292 deal, million dollar deal is possible. Those things at the age of 31. <laughs> you at, don't at, know at, you mentioned that. that yes. At, in that. baseball, you can play well into your mid-40s, 50s, easy, and, and, and still play at a high level. That's still young. 35, 36, 37 in baseball is still young. It's still young, especially with the nutrition that's around now and the way they go about training and taking care of themselves. That's still young. Mid-40s is still young for baseball. Let me tell you um, what I thought about. and You probably already know what I'm going to say. When I saw that deal... And when I saw his age, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Junior can still play. I mean, he can still be on that team doing what he do. Because even though, even when I see, and I know it's, it's not as uh, intense as a regular game, but when you go to the, uh, the alumni games and all that stuff, man, I, the game is still there. Uh, the mm-hmm. game is still there. It's just, it's just a lot of politics come with any sports. And, 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 but that's one of the first things I thought about. Let me say that. I'm like, this guy right. can still be playing. That's the, they they throwing away money. Not that they threw away money on him, but they're giving away money. So They're giving away. They're making so much that they have to they get away. They have to get away. You, you, mentioned one, you mentioned that before. They make a lot of money that they have to get it away, give it away. If they don't, they will be penalized in taxes. Yeah. They will get penalized in those taxes. Let me stay with baseball because I do want to get into um, – I really want to get into um, – uh, Johnny Manziel's workout, which was, uh, I'm saying that his stock is up. He's still robotic, and not in his actions, in his in his game. In my opinion, he's still robotic in what he's saying. He's being coached up to say, and you should have a coach, or you should have a, a someone uh, assuring you to say the right things. At the same time, you should be who you are and say what you are. I want to get into that, but real quick, I want to get into the uh, Diamondbacks because I don't know if you hear about uh, Dave Hernandez possibly going to need Tommy John surgery. Now, this is a big crush and a big blow of what the Diamondbacks is trying to do this year, especially in one of the best conferences in baseball. This guy's uh, torn, um, torn ligaments in his uh, elbow who was, who was throwing. He got a second opinion, and second opinion said, yeah, you're going to need surgery. He was throwing before all this. 95 miles per hour. Uh, but this now, this is coming out that um, he may need surgery, a Tommy John surgery on his shoulder. It, do you think it's the, uh, I know Patrick Corbin uh, did the Tommy John, and the Diamondbacks are losing a lot, of, a lot of what they needed years prior. After going 81 and 81, I believe, last year, finishing that 500, I still think uh, Kirk Gibson is the, uh, doing and did a great job doing a pretty good job over there um but you're not winning any games not in this tough conference against these bats not against the dodgers not against san fran san diego not against these bats uh when you have no pitching 
Where where do where do the Diamondbacks? And I know you got your uh, pulse, your finger on the pulse of the Diamondbacks, uh, somewhat, Junior. But where do where are they going for pitchers, and how are they going to compete in these games now? When they got two yeah, of their pitchers, it's going to be tough for them. They're going to have to because it's so late in the game. It's it's going to be tough to, to make any moves. You're just going to have to roll with some of your young guys, some of the young prospects that you have in the system. They're going to have to step up to the plate. And you're going to have to figure it out from there and see where you're at at the all-star break. If you know if you're in contention now, you know you have to go get a, a big arm and try to make a trade and go after someone at the all-star break. But typically at the break, you pretty much know um, where you're at and uh, you know where you're going to be if you're in contention or not. And that, that's going to be the tale of all tales. But, you know, they're going to have to reach into the, to the, to the, uh, to the minor league system and, and maybe perhaps grab a young player. That's what I would put, uh, that's what I would do. But, you know, I don't know. They like veterans, so they may go out and get someone in the independent ball or go get an arm that they that's already proven. But I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on them being in this division because it's a tough division and the Dodgers seem to keep getting better or or they keep getting healthier, put it that way. And they just make it tough. And the Giants, of course, you know they want to always have pitching over there. So right. it's a tough division. And they're going to have to make some, some quick decisions real quick. I know that the um, it's probably by the uh, All Star Game. If you got to make those type of decisions, you are taking a big part of your team away. But you do have to have pitching, um, and we saw that when the Diamondbacks had pitchings, they were greatly successful in what they, or what the end game was, what the end goal was, or is. You win World Series when you got pitchers, uh, but that's going to take a whole lot, um, and that's and that's not until All Star break, depending on where this team is. Uh, at that point. And if that happens, then I think that takes away from some of the players that got them to, well, or keeping them afloat or keeping them at a 500 level during all-star break. But again, at the end of the day, you have to have somebody that someone can consistently hit on. You have to have pitching if you want to get to where you want to be in October. Absolutely. And another thing to add to that, Kwame, look at the Dodgers. Just look at the there's just two of the pitchers they have. Let's just go with Kershaw and Grinky. You gotta have somebody that's, that can go head to head with those guys because when you're facing them, you you're lucky if you get you know a couple runs off of them. Right. And when they're on, you know, you just gotta cut a break. So you gotta have a pitcher that's gonna keep you in the ball game because they can they can you know you can lose those games real quick early in the, you know early in those games in those series. Right. You gotta have true ones and true twos. They can go head-to-head with those guys. Johnny Manziel, Pro Day. As I mentioned as I, when I opened the show, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. I'm not a big Pro Day fan um, because I think if you have a combine, if you watch these guys all year, and you, you're, not, you're not just watching these guys all year. Let me tell you what's happening. You're watching these guys as sophomores if they have – any inkling of being that superstar. You're watching them as a sophomore. You're doing the due diligence as a scout, as an organization, as a franchise of your note-taking. Now, at this point, he's on your radar. As a junior, he's making some plays and he can come out, unless he's a red-shirt sophomore or a red-shirt freshman. You have to spend a year in school. Um, but now you're making the, Now you've been watching this guy for two to three years. Two to three years, sometimes four, if you're the quarterback for Florida State. So you're watching these guys for a while. Johnny Manziel, uh, and, and on his radar, he comes out. 
and his pro date. Again, I'm not a huge fan of pro date because you have combines. You've been watching these guys for a while, so what's, what's the pro date for? Especially if you had a combine. You watch film on them. You watch them play. Uh, not only do you watch the games that are on TV, you go to a game when they're not televised. You see what this guy does when he's not playing on national TV. You watch his performance, his attitude, how he approached the game, win, lose, or draw on those national, those big stages, that national televised game. Now you go find out who his friends are. You go find out who this guy associates with because you invest in millions of dollars in him. I said I like Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel for a lot of reasons. I don't like him for a lot of other reasons. I like him for the, what he did that uh, African Americans been doing for years but because he did it and he has a financial backing in his family. It made it okay or it, it wasn't necessarily a threat to go after him. What he did was market himself in college. He marketed himself in college. He signed autographs and got paid for it, allegedly. He, he went out and did those things and party. Uh, he, wins the, he wins the Heisman as a freshman, the first time that's ever done, but there was plenty of other guys who should have gotten it before him, but he did win the Heisman because he is outstanding. He does make plays. He do, he do get it. Somehow he gets it done, and that's what you like. You, have, you like a skill set. Uh, first and foremost, you like a skill set. You like a mindset um, uh, that comes with that, equally comes with that. You also like a guy in crunch time who shows no fear, who makes plays. And Johnny Manziel, in my opinion, has done that. He comes out in his pro day in a helmet and shoulder pads. Now, to add on to that, it was a big marketing ploy also with Nike. Because right after that, and I only say that because right after that, that gear and the stuff that he had on, was sold at Nike immediately. There was there was that gear and that that outfit he had on was being sold at immediately. Have no problem with that. Market yourself because you have been doing that. You should be able to do that. That's the problem that's going on, or that's the concern that's going over over in Northwestern where players are workers. We can get into that at another time when we have more hours. But Johnny Manziel came out, and I thought he had nothing to lose by putting on helmets and shoulder pads because if he had a bad day throwing, you could say it was a helmet and shoulder pads. If he had a bad throw, day throwing, you can say, well, he should be able to throw in helmets and shoulder pads. This guy's been really reinventing himself or reinventing or maybe changing, if you will, what the NCAA do not want college students to do. And I give him two thumbs up for that. Two thumbs for that. I did say he is robotic in what he says and how he says when he does his interviews because his actions are not equal to what he's saying now, but he is up for a job. He is in the interviewing process. He comes out and he performs well on his pro day. Spive, I don't know if you saw any of that. Um, yeah. But Johnny Manziel came out and he got it done. And I have one team, and I'll let you get it in, but I have one team where I think he would be successful, and I don't want to compare him to another guy who went to this team later on in the, in the picks. Johnny Manziel would be very successful if he goes to the Denver Broncos and spend two years or a year and a half, two years under Peyton Manning with that offense and how they run their offense. It's a quick strike offense. He's in the shotgun most of the time. But what he did on his pro day, he got under the center to prove that everything they say he couldn't do, he did on his pro day. And that's what um, you're supposed to do for your critics. Get it in real quick, Bobby. Yeah, man, he was he was awesome, man. I, I really enjoyed it. He 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 proved he proved it, man. He, he showed uh, 
that he is definitely the number one pick of the draft, in my opinion. Or he's, he's, he's definitely top five, in my opinion. You'd be crazy to pass up on a kid like that with that kind of tenacity. And I really enjoy what he did on the pro, his pro day, man, because he shut up all the naysayers. And he's the real deal. And that's what it's all about. This guy's been doing that from day one. He's been doing Johnny Manziel better than anybody wanted him to do it. He's been doing it his way. And at the end of the day, that's what you want to buy into, a guy who's, who's changing. You're going to be the face of a franchise. That comes, you're going to be a leader. And that does, the position makes you a leader, but you have to act like a leader. You have to learn how to act like a leader. And that's why I say you go to Denver. I don't know if he's going to get that far down the draft to number 30, 31. I don't know if he's going to get that far in the draft, but that would be a great place for Johnny Manziel to go. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I do is, want, I, is there any way they can trade up or they can trade, make, make some moves to, to make that happen? Because that is the, the ideal place for him to go. Yeah, they, it's going to cost them a lot of money. A lot of money and a lot of drop picks <laughs> down the road, which Denver Broncos is not going to be willing to do because for, that, for one guy, unless that one guy, if we know him to be a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady, uh, and that's sight unseen. But they can anything is possible in the NFL. We got to go. Kwamela Support Talk. It is Friday. Uh, Armadillo's Grill. We'll see you guys and talk to you guys Monday. Thanks, Bobby. Hey, thank you. Take it easy. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.